Well, welcome back. I'm Ron Alesco, and uh, we have a very special guest. I've, I've been trying to get this guy in our studio for a while now, but schedules never work. But t- today, everything's in, the planets are in alignment, and he's, he's here with us. And not only that, but he's brought a special guest. Joining us today is uh, Terry Kitchen and uh, a good friend of ours, Mara Levine. How are you both? Good, good. Thanks so much for having us. Oh. Yeah, it's great to be back, Ron. Yeah, it's been a while. And I don't know if you know, but I was actually born right here in New Jersey. So this is, you know, a right. coming on many levels. All right. Well, we'll, we'll do the secret handshake later. And, uh, you know, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm so glad you're here. You're, you're a very talented singer-songwriter, originally from Pennsylvania. And now you're living in the Mass- in Boston, Boston, Boston area. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've got a great new CD out, which we're going to play some cuts from, uh, called The Quiet Places. But you're here in the studio. You've got your guitar. You've got a a capable assistant, a wonderful voice. Would you mind sharing a song? Sounds good. Cassius Clay had a mean right hook. Sonny Liston had a jaw made of glass. Clay raised his arms like the king of the world Then Joe Frazier knocked him on his ass Enjoy it while it lasts Enjoy it while it lasts Nothing's forever, all things must pass Five billion years and the sun's out of gas So we'd better enjoy it while it lasts Dancing on prom night with Jenna McComb Smuggled warm champagne on our breath We sat by the lake as the first rays of dawn Lit me and Jenna's one and only kiss So enjoy it while it lasts Enjoy it while it lasts Well, nothing's forever, all things must pass Five billion years and the sun's out of gas So you better enjoy it while it lasts Well, crayons and Hot Wheels and socks everywhere Like some kind of mad munchkin riot Then it's homework and car keys and waving goodbye Till you can't sleep in all this damn quiet So enjoy it while it lasts Enjoy it while it lasts Well, nothing's forever All things must pass Five billion years and the sun's out of gas So you'd better enjoy it while it lasts So glad I get to do So much of this with you They say our flesh is grass, let's enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy it while it lasts. Well, nothing's forever, all things must pass. Five billion years and the sun's out of gas. So you better enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, we better. Enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy it while it lasts. Ah, uh, good advice. 
Good song. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Terry Kitchen live in the studio today with uh, special guest Mara Levine. Uh, I, I, I've always enjoyed your music. You, you've been uh, performing, oh gosh, why about 25 years or more? Something like that, yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. A little scary to count. You know? <laughs> well, we won't count today, but uh, we do have but I'm a... still younger than Bill Staines. I want to point that out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Who, who's amazing that he's keep going, keeping going. He, he really is. is stunning. Yeah. Well, you you started out. You were born in Eastern Pennsylvania. Well, across the river in Peaburg, uh, uh-huh. Phillipsburg, New Jersey. So I am a, a Jersey native. Oh, great! I spent great. the first forty eight hours of my life right here in the Garden State. Uh-huh. And they took me home across the Delaware River. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, most folks have a car, but my dad had a canoe at the time, so that was kind of a ordeal. But. Um, you know, I made it, and uh, and it was a great place to grow up, actually, because Lafayette College is there. So we lived just a block away from the Lafayette College campus, and this was back in the late 60s, early 70s. So I got to see the Jefferson Airplane do a free concert on the lawn at Lafayette College. Wow. You know, went to all the anti-war rallies, so all of my kind of radicalness, you know, probably stems back from uh, stems huh. back from that. Wow, that's that's. And then you, you moved to Ohio, I understand. Yep. Um, Back, uh, my father was working for RCA uh, mm-hmm. and got transferred to a plant out there. Uh, unfortunately, in the middle of basically 100 miles of cornfields in any direction, a little town called Finley. And, and so that was kind of a hard transition to go from being so close to New York and Philadelphia and having the college right there and then being, you know, uh, one of two people at my junior high who actually voted, you know, was supporting McGovern in oh. 1972. Wow. <laughs> oh, that must have been tough. Yeah, there were actually, like, <laughs> you know, in the little, like, school newspaper that our English class put together was a little classified back, classified ad that said, wanted two one-way tickets to Moscow, you know, see Terry Kitchen and Dee Dee Bain. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, that's a rough school. Yeah. Rough school. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, you survived. You, yeah. you came out all right. And uh, I understand you went to Occidental College yeah, with... I, I, did, I would have done anything to get out of out of Ohio, so <laughs> I uh, went three thousand miles away, you know, from home to uh, to go to school. Went to Occidental, which is a great little uh, liberal liberal arts college right in Los Angeles. And there was a guy there who later became president. We know knew him as Barry uh-huh. Barack Obama. Uh-huh. So I actually got to hear him speak when he was organizing for the uh, the uh, coalition, student coalition against apartheid. And he got to hear me speak when I was organizing for the Alliance for Survival, which was the anti-nuclear group that Graham Nash was very supportive of, and uh, Barack Obama got to hear me speak, and I'd like to think that he picked up a few things. Yeah, so, very good. Yeah. You, you, made, <laughs> you, did, you did well. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, but obviously, all, all of this background that you, you, you have, um, I, I, it, it obviously influenced your, your songwriting. Well, I, I think so, and you know, really, the, the years living in Ohio were, you know, were great just you know, here on the coasts, you know, and then they talk about the flyover states or whatever, which is a little bit harsh, but, you know, we're sort of lucky here on the coast that we do get input from, you know, Europe or, or wherever, you know, lots of people coming through, but in the Midwest, there is, there just isn't as much exposure to as wide of a difference. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we can think about, you're, you know, being critical of people for being closed-minded or whatever, but they're just, you know, in their daily life, there isn't necessarily as much exposure to such a wide variety of, you know, of the world. So it's, it's kind of natural. I w- actually went back to my high school reunion just before the 2016 presidential election. And, you know, again, <laughs> being one of, going from one of two people from a governor, I was, you know, one of f- relatively few people there who was not going to support, you know, Donald Trump. And, and so I was not really surprised, you know, the rest of the country was maybe a little in shock or stunned. And I was in shock, mm-hmm. but I was not surprised having right. just spent that time in Ohio, you know. 
So I, I guess you know, being able to see this and having that kind of perspective, does it, does it influence the way you, you write songs and perform for audiences? I, I think so, because um, I would say my favorite sort of thought about the whole political process, which is really, you know, you have an opinion and you share your opinion and you try to, you know, reach out to other people as well, is uh, Gandhi once said, that the goal of any conflict shouldn't be to win a victory over your opponent, but to win your opponent over. Mm. So, you know, uh, certainly after the election, there were a lot of songs that were written that are, you know, the, kind of these angry songs or whatever, and they certainly have their place. But if we're going to move forward, we have to find ways to come together. So I'd like to think that the way I approach writing is to, to, to put a, a thought in a song, maybe through a character's voice, that someone who hears it doesn't have to necessarily agree with that character or agree with the song in order to understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. So to try to reach out more than than just kind of preach to the converted. Sure, you know? uh, that makes that's what it's all about. I mean, I think that's really. I mean, the thought. other kinds of songs are important too. Sure, the, um, it's, there's a difference. I mean, there is a place for singing to the choir, but then there is a place where you know you enlighten people. Right, and I think you know, a lot of your music I, I, I felt always does that. It oh, you know, gives you so gives much. a unique perspective, which. Yeah. Uh, I think we we much need, and and I still think the gold standard of any sort of political song, the Phil Oak song, "I Ain't Marching Anymore," in the last verse where he says, you know, call it cowardice or treason, mm. you know, call it love or call it reason. I ain't marching anymore. It's like to come out and say, and you know, call it cowardice or treason. You know, you're you're entitled to your opinion, whatever you think, but you know, I have to follow my heart. Sure, absolutely. Well, uh, Terry Kitchen is with us today and a special guest, Mara Levine. And I, I wonder, would you mind sharing another song? And, and you know what, Mara, I want to g- give you another microphone because that one seems a little a little soft and you've got too good of a voice to miss. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, and start the verse while they're setting up uh, setting up Mara's microphone. And and I'm thrilled that, uh, that Mara's here to join me. And she actually sings on this cut on the CD as well. It's a song called Seeds. And I, since we were talking about the election, I'll mention that I happened to write this the day after the election, after the 2016 election. I saw an old farmer with a pickaxe and a spade making holes in a rock-hard field. For all the work he'd done, sweating in the sun, Well, I wondered what would be the yield. He must have seen me looking, cause he pointed to a shovel, saying, don't just watch while I dig. When I asked what's the use, he said, son, the truth is we can't know. But I choose to believe That the seeds we plant today May lie sleeping In the ground for a thousand dry years But one day the rains will come Followed by the sun And the soft brown earth will reveal new green life one day all from the handful of seeds 
we planted today. So I picked up that shovel and we worked side by side till we planted every last seed. He said, now my work is done. Promise me, son, keep this field safe from concrete and greed. For the seeds we plant today may lie sleeping in the ground for a thousand dry years. But one day the rains will come, followed by the sun. And the soft brown earth will reveal new green life one day. All from the handful of seeds we planted today. Yes, the seeds we plant today may last sleeping. In the ground for a thousand dry years But one day the rains will fall And the seedlings will grow tall And our children will finally feel Joy and hope one day All from the handful of seeds we planted all from the handful of seeds we planted today all from the handful of seeds we planted today Just beautiful. Oh, oh I love that so song. And, and you said you wrote it the day after election day, huh? Yeah, the day after the election. Now, see, that, that kind of speaks to what you were saying before, you know, and what we were talking about before about having perspective. I mean, I guess the day after election day, most <laughs> of us were angry and... <laughs> oh, oh I'm, not, I'm not saying that I, you know, that I wasn't. Right, but... But, but again, you know, and, and really, if, when I think about the farmer in that song, I, I kind of picture Pete Seeger, yeah. who did so much great work during the McCarthy era, right. while he was blacklisted. And so that was such an inspiration because, you know, we could all pretty tell tell it was going to get hard, mm -hmm. you know, and it, and it has gotten hard and it may, may get harder, but we have to keep doing the good work that we can do. You know, Pete was such a, uh, so smart about it. He went into the schools, you know, and he, and he, right. he would do, you know, sing-along concerts with, with kindergarten kids and get them to sort of open up their minds and, and understand there's more choices in life than just what you're being spoon-fed, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that if we all keep doing the work that we can do, you know, we'll, we'll get through this. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned Pete, because when you started singing that song, it, it, I, in my mind, I, remind, I was remembering a story that Pete used to tell when he was talking about the Clearwater. And it was about... Um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, and I obviously can't <laughs> tell the story away as Pete did, but, but it was about people getting spoons and taking spoons to, to empty you know, or to, to, to move a mountain, basically. Right, it was right. A, 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 a time. Right, and people say, oh, you're crazy, it's never going to happen, but somebody 
how did it happen so fast? Well, it's because everybody participated. Right. And that's what your, your song yeah. spoke of as well. Well, I'm, I feel very lucky that I had the opportunity to uh, spend some time with Pete Seeger. There's an organization called the People's Music Network, mm -hmm. which is, uh, you know, I mean, it's open to all different, you know, types of music, but it was sort of started by a handful of, you know, lefty folkies who wanted to make sure that music could stay, a, you know, a form of social change. Right. And, you know, as I mentioned, growing up, next to Lafayette College where there was music at all these anti-war rallies. And, and so it just it was, became a part of my perception that music could be a positive force in the world. You know, it's not just something you listen to for entertainment or to kind of escape things, although it's, it's great for that too. It's fun to dance and, you know, have a good time. But, but music can be a, a way to energize people and a way to educate people. Mm -hmm. And so getting to, getting to spend time with Pete Seeger and, you know, be in workshops with, you know, in a room about this size. We're in this little studio here at, at FDU, you know, with a half dozen people. And he'd say, well, you know, if you're going to do a full set, make sure you do one song in a foreign language so anybody who happens to be there feels included. Mm. Like, what a, what a great gauntlet to throw sure. down, you know, and, and what a great thing to remember that even though, like, English folk music, the child ballads, but folk music, they're people from all over the world. You know, there's great music from South America and in Central America and, you know, wherever. And, and it, you know we get to choose we get to listen to the whole world yeah and we learn from I, I was just at the old songs festival and that was one of the things that struck me there was music uh from the caribbean music from from all parts of europe uh canada south america africa and i'm, I'm hearing all this and i'm hearing connections between them all and i think yeah. that's how we learn from oh, it's it. awesome and yeah. i'm a huge fan actually of uh, brazilian music Bossa yeah. Nova. yeah you know just this very delicate uh you know and i'm pretty pretty shy as a person so performing is you know is an interesting situation for me uh you know sometimes it's it can be it can be challenging because it's it's not my sort of natural i, I mean like i'm doing okay today because i'm in a room with two other people <laughs> you know but but it's not my first instinct to right. get up on stage in front of ten thousand people you know um but so brazilian music is very quiet so m my new cd is actually called the quiet places and I call it, you know, quiet music for a loud world. Right. And I feel like the most important conversations we have softly. In the studio with us today is Terry Kitchen uh, and uh, Mara Levine. Terry's got a brand new CD out called The Quiet Places. And Mara, you're working on a new one, right? I am. I'm working on my third CD, which... True, true to form, we'll have a jewelry-related title. Uh, right. right. This one, you know, I had Mara's Gems, Jewels and Harmony, and the third one is called Facets of Folk. Oh, very nice. I know. It took a little while to come up with that. <laughs> but, but as a cut gem has many faces, so does folk music. So this coming album is going to have, um, it has a bluegrass track. It has a traditional folk song. M most importantly, this one has a collection of songs that are have a theme of social conscience mm -hmm. so um songs about um for example by my silence by ellen buckstella nicanis right. which i had released as a single yeah. uh, gathering time last year very timely piece and that one about the the regret of keeping a fearful silence during the holocaust and the repercussions um i'll have your daughters and your sons by tommy sands which is a fantastic a great anthem song. Yeah. great song and it's about how um all around the world, people have struggled, and they necessarily have not seen the fruits of their labors, but they sowed the seeds of freedom, justice, peace in their children, and mm -hmm. their children realize that. Be the Change by Arlen Bennett. 
a wonderful song, yeah, you know, right. about just about that positive message. Um, on the more personal side, I'm doing a song by Christine Lavin called The Moment Slipped Away, which is really about seizing the opportunity or don't let those little moments go by when you can make a positive difference in the life of someone else at that personal level, mm-hmm. kind of like that. Um, and You Reap What You Sow, which is a track that I released in the fall, also a bluegrass track written by Susan Shan. And that one has kind of got a beautiful theme about, um, you can relate it to, um, do unto others as, as, as you would have done unto you, or if you put the time and care into nurturing your relationships, then it will be returned to you in kind. So that's kind of a theme that's running through the album, as well as a great song by Terry Kitchen called yeah. A Perfect Rose. Oh, well, we're going to hear that in a second, but how's the planning going? When do you think we might be uh, hearing this? Well, at this point, I'm looking at releasing it uh, for January. Okay. Uh, and I'm in the process of doing recording now and some mixing, but I also have to do, for the first time, a fundraiser. Yeah. I've never done that before, but I have to do that. Uh, just times have changed economically. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm looking at doing that to give myself enough time and when's it ever really enough time to finish? I'm going to look at doing a January one okay. release on that piece. Well, I'm going to. We'll talk later. I'll mark yeah, my calendar because sure. you're going to have to come back for that. I'd love to. But I, I'd love to hear the song of Terry's that you're, you're doing. So let me swing the mic over again Great. so we can sing to it. And Terry can introduce it and talk about what it's about while I get ready here. Sure. Uh, this is a song. It's called "A Perfect Rose," and uh, a lot of people don't know that uh, uh, John D. Rockefeller, who you know used, used to be the richest man in the world because he owned Standard Oil was also a gardener, and he was famous for his roses, and and he was once asked what the secret was to growing a perfect rose. And he said what you have to do is you have to clip all of the buds off of a bush so that all of the energy just goes into one single flower. And I thought, you know, that might be great gardening advice, but it's a little scary coming from the richest guy in the world. Kind of fits into the theme of the album in a way, you know? They say to grow a perfect rose, you must cut down those around it. Nip each bud on the green thorn bush till just one red rose crowns it. And it will never have to share its sun and rain and sugar. And it will blossom unopposed, the apex of its color. Rows and rows of imperfect flowers, that's how my garden grows. And I would not cut a single bower for the finest perfect rose. We envy every perfect rose for its fragrance and its beauty. As it stands so tall and proud, a rose that knows its duty. To be plucked by the queen herself for the vase beside her pillow. And on the morrow be disposed at the first sign of its wilting. Rows and rows of imperfect flowers, that's how my garden grows. 
And I would not cut a single bower for the finest perfect rose. Once I bought a perfect rose when promised its beauty would linger. And when I touched its perfect petal, felt glass against my finger. A honeybee did chance to land, no pollen to be found. It stung my hand and my rose did break when dropped upon the ground. Rose and rose of imperfect flowers, that's how my garden grows. And I would not cut a single bower for the finest perfect rose. Rose and rose of imperfect flowers, that's how my garden grows. And I would not cut a single bower for the finest perfect rose. No, I would not cut a single bower for the finest Perfect rose. I think I'm just going to have Maura sing all of my songs from now on. Wow, wow! <laughs> you, you, you know, I'm speechless. One of the most amazing voices in contemporary folk music, and uh, I'm just astounded every time I hear you sing. I really appreciate that. Thank you for uh, having me on your show a few uh, times, too. Oh, of course, of course, and we'll back again, of course, but, you know, I, I've got the singer and the songwriter in the room. Now, I'm going to pose a difficult question here. When you, when you write a song, and then you hear somebody else singing it, uh, as beautiful as it is, does it always match your vision of it? Well, I would say, you know, for me... I, I'm primarily a writer, and, and so, you know, it's, it's fun to perform and, and sing my own songs, but, but I would say sometimes, you know, another performer can exceed what, what, you know, you can do with it yourself. And I recorded it, it's back on um, my CD, um, Blues for Cain and Abel, and, you know, it's fine, it's really good, you should go out and buy it, <laughs> you know, but, but Mara actually is, has much more of a, a traditional folk background than I do, and this was one of my rare attempts to really try to write a folk song that sounded like it could have come from 1680 or whatever, yeah. you know, and so in terms of the melody and the chord choices and all that, it's pretty sort of, you know, by the book. And so Mara was just like this perfect vessel to sing that kind of a song. And, and she brings, you know, such a, a kind of purity to that, that type of music and really knows that type of music. So she can actually get deeper in this case, I think can kind of get deeper, you know, inside that particular song than I could as a singer. Sure. You know, if we were doing more of a, like a gritty blues, it might be more in my, you know, wheelhouse than, than Mara's <laughs> or whatever. But, but for in this particular case, I'm just thrilled, you know. It's, it's such a pleasure to hear her sing it. And now we're going to kind of reverse the question here a bit. As, as a singer, when you hear, you probably heard it from Terry either in performance or on his, on his CD, when you hear that song, do you, do you, what do you listen to and think, I can do this, I could bring something different's not the right word to use but a, well maybe it is a different perspective or do you, do you see it that way at all when you're doing a song 
Well, when I, when I hear a song that particularly grabs me by a songwriter, and Terry included, uh, immediately I'm struck by the melody of the song and the message of the song and does it resonate with me. And then I think about how do I want to bring it forth. Mm-hmm. And it could be, you know, I try to be um, respectful of the vision of the songwriter and not turn it into something unrecognizable. Right. You know, bring the the feeling as best as possible, the feeling of the song so that the person can really feel what's happening without turning it into something else. Sure. So in in particular with this song, since as Terry said, it is my my style of song that I can really sink my teeth into. I just really think a lot about the message of it and how to present it. And I likewise, I did the same with Ellen Buxtell and Nick Annis' song, By My Silence, which... Yeah. It's the same type of situation where that song also really grabbed me, and I wanted to be respectful to their, the you know, to the presentation and the message of the song, but be able to bring it across in a way that is a little bit more my right. my stylistically, right. right, with the multi-part harmony and. You yeah, know. It, it's it's not changing the song and maybe no. finding some nuances that you know that, that could be explored a bit, but it's it's still as you said respectful, and that's right. What, that's what makes it so good. good. And so I, w- I may I may change harmony arrangements and do something yeah. different with mm-hmm. that, but I never change the basic melody of the song, so it's so it's not their song, you know. And and I would say in this case, it's it's not a song that's that well known. You know, I, right. I you know when the CD came out, you know it was played somewhat over, but it's not like, you know, somebody doing. Uh, a new version of a song that everybody's already sick of so that you have to do something different <laughs> about it. So it's just, you know, awesome that Mara's just basically able to perform the song and just do it extremely yeah. well. You know? How did the two of you meet? Uh, sure. Um, this is actually our 10th our anniversary you know, <laughs> this year of, uh, together. of right. singing together. Um, I had a show in New Jersey uh, with a couple other New Jersey artists, Arlen Bennett, who was mentioned, sure. um, and Spook Candy. And Mara at the time was singing harmony with both Spook and and Arlen and so they they did their sets you know and had this beautiful harmony behind them and I get up there with my little plinky guitar and it's like hey where's the harmony so um I I asked Mara after the show if I come back in the area you know would you like to you know join me for a few songs and she said sure and so I sent her some songs and she liked them and one thing just kind of led to another uh I think our first official gig was at the People's Voice Cafe and we're going to be there again in February yeah. uh, February 23rd which is you know a while ago <laughs> right. you know a while forward from here but and it's always fun to come come back there. It's a great, you know, great great place to play music. So um, Terry was hiring me as a harmony vocalist, and when he came to the area, he has a regular partner in in the Boston area. And then at one point, after I think around the time that Jules and Harmony was was coming out, or just before, he said, "Hey, why don't we do some stuff together as a duo?" And I really appreciated that because he was so respectful of my work. He said, "You know, I think that." we could do something really valuable as a duo together. And we recorded a little four song EP that we sent Mm -hmm. out back in 2012. And uh, we've been booking as a duo. And if he wants me to come and sing harmony, that's fine. But I just so appreciated that he valued what I had to bring to the table as a duo partner. And it's been a pleasure to work with him for these years and come up with creative arrangements of his material to go out and, you know, and, and polish that material. It's wonderful to work with and very easy to work with. Well, I know a lot of people are also appreciative of your talent. In fact, I want to do a plug because tomorrow night you're doing something special. Tomorrow night I'm actually helping out stage managing at the Harry Chapin um, Just Wild About Harry tribute concert that uh, Stuart Marcus organizes every year. 
um, for Long Island Cares, which is also a food a food drive, mm-hmm. and I'll be stage managing as a volunteer and getting to jump up on stage and sing a little background harmony with Toby Tobias and his selection. It's really for Long Island musicians, mm-hmm. so every once in a while I get invited to come up and sing a little <laughs> harmony, which is great. Oh, and nice. if you have the details on that, we can tell the listeners uh, uh, when and where that yeah. is. Yeah, well, we'll share that a little bit later. Yeah. I want to give you the concert calendar. And, and, yep. and can I share my uh, Harry Chapin story? Yes. Since, we, since we're talking about Harry, um, you know, who was an awesome person on, on many levels, you know, not just a, a great artist, but he devoted a lot of his energy to uh, to different tasks, you know, feeding people. And and I got to see him uh, do a concert out in Chicago, and he had just written a new song called On the Road to Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. And he, had ha- he ha- was in the process of editing it, so he played us a version of it with 11 verses. So there were 11 verses in the song, and then he had the audience vote on their favorite verses. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, you know, there are 11 right now. I, th- I want to get it down to like six. So can you help me choose? So it was just, it was hilarious. So we spent about like 20 minutes in the concert. It's like, okay, who liked the verse, you know, about the about the clown, you know? And, it's right, like, right. and people raise their hands. It's like, uh-huh. clap if you liked the verse about the broken down car. <laughs> you know, it's, and, it was, and it was only Harry, you know, right, would, would right. do that. And, uh-huh. and, and so it was just really fun to like get to, you know, get to hear him live, and you know, uh, only get to ha- feel- only Harry would do that, and only Harry's audience would love it too. Right, that's, exactly. Yeah, right, <laughs> that's right. wonderful. So. Well, you know, um, Terry Terry Kitchen is with us in the studio today, and he has a brand new CD out. Well, not brand new; it came out last fall, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Quiet Places, and I'd like to play a cut from the CD because uh, obviously being in the studio is a little different than being here in our studio with just your guitar and and, and Mara. Um, but tell us about the CD and how, how did this one come to be? Sure. Um, well, you know, as a, as a songwriter, it's always great to have Mar or someone else sing, you know, one of my songs. There's another woman up in uh, Boston area who's named Rebecca Lynch, who's more of a blues singer. So sometimes I'll, like, slip her a kind of a blues rock and roll song or whatever, and that's that's great. And Barbara Kessler has sung a, a, few, to mm-hmm. my, a few of my songs, a beautiful, beautiful singer up in, uh, based in New England. You know, but... But I, did, you know, had this collection of songs that, again, I feel like I wanted to, to get out there. And even though it's sort of a very active political time, I'm, uh, the last uh, CD that I put out, which is called The Post-American Century, if you've ever seen the cover, it's it's a cop from the final scene of the Planet of the Apes of the Statue of Liberty, you know, sort of half buried in sand. And so that I kind of felt like that was more my kind of political statement album. And so this, this one is a little more interior. Mm-hmm. And... And, you know, we we have to get through these times. And I think one way that we can survive is just by, you know, listening to ourselves and, and taking time to, like, unplug and get away from the overstimulation and just remember that, yes, there's there are quiet places and it's still a beautiful world. And, like, today is a beautiful day. And, you know, we crossed the river getting here. And, like, the sun was, you know, coming down, you know, on the on the pine trees by the shore of the river. And it was just, like, beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, even though bad stuff happens, you know, the world's going to survive. And, and so it's, it's good to remember that. And, and we ha- all have some of those, you know, some of that beauty within us. And so it's, remember, it's important to, to stay in touch with that. Yeah, good words. Absolutely. Well, the song we're going to play now is called Half You, Half Me. <laughs> What's this one? How'd you get this one? To, to um, well, this is this is a little bit of a stretch. It's actually kind of a kind of a swing tune, and I, I had a lot of fun working with uh, the drummer Chris Peeler and the clarinet player um, Barry Singer, who, both of whom used to play in a rock band with me back in the '80s. So it was really fun, and uh, you know, it's a big decision if you're thinking about having a child with somebody, and you know, they might be half half you and and half the other person. 
But the thing is, you don't get to choose which parts <laughs> of each of you get passed on. It's kind yeah. of a kind of a crapshoot. So it makes it interesting. Have you, have me, ever wondered what that would be? Don't you think it might be worth it just to see? Half me, half you Might be the best thing we ever do And how bad could anything be that's half you and half me? Got those baby blues, that cute button nose. I've got ears like two paper kites. But with my hot blood and your popsicle toes, the kid should be just right. Half me, half you. Which of each I haven't a clue. But if you're gay. Terry Kitchen, brand new CD, The Quiet Places. Oh, that's a great song. Oh, thanks so much. And you know, again, it's a little bit of a stretch for me. You know, yeah. getting a little, you know, playing those jazz chords. <laughs> you know, but it was but it was a blast to do in the studio. It's been a lot of fun. Now, how many CDs have you recorded? This well, it depends a little bit on, on how you count. Uh, this is sort of my tenth official, you know, right. uh, uh, solo CD or whatever. Uh-huh. And you you were talking before about you know. The, thematically how you change this but as, as an artist as you continue to record are you learning new things i mean obviously this the swing is probably something brand right. new yeah. for you yeah. anything new that you're doing in the studio that you say maybe this time i'll try um yes it's you know it's it's always good good to stretch um and uh, you know the song that that's on Mars CD, and we'll see if it lasts. But I actually play mandolin on it, oh. which is not my not my native instrument, uh-huh. and it's pretty tricky. And the the challenge is going to be it is that 
Morris producer Bob Harris is a fantastic mandolin player, so he's got to listen to the track and see if it passes muster, if he's going to say, uh. we're going to wipe this out and put something else on there. <laughs> um, but, but it's really, you know, it, every song is different. And, you know, you just sort of have to follow where it leads. And so even, you know, Mara and I were working on a new song of mine this morning that, um, you know, I had to figure out new fingerings of how to get the song, you know, the chords that I heard in my head, I don't even know, know how to describe them. It was something like a B flat diminished with a, you know, flat seventh or whatever, but just where you put your fingers and then how it all flows. And so everything, everyone is different. So that's the reason that I think that I want to keep doing it, you know, mm -hmm. and, and cause I enjoy the process of it. And, and then, you know, and then once once you write the song, then it becomes your baby, and then you want to give it a chance. You want to sort of get it out in the world and, and give it a chance to breathe mm -hmm. and a chance to grow. I, I bet you're already thinking of songs for your next recording, too, huh? Uh, got a few. Got, got a few, few. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, those of you just joining us, uh, you're very late, but uh, you can <laughs> you can catch the show on our on, on replay on bluesandrootsradio.com on Saturday night at 6.30, or uh, go to the WFDUFM archives and, uh, and look for it here. But uh, we, we still have some time left, and uh, I wonder, would you share another song with us? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to, and it's great to have Mara here today, and uh, she sings on a couple songs on, on the CD, so it's great to have her here here while we're, uh, we're all together in the studio. And since I am back in my ancestral grounds, I'll mention that I went to a, a YMCA camp in the Pocono Mountains, uh, not, not too far away, a little bit west of here. I was eight years old and homesick First week at summer camp Double dared up to the high dive The boys all yell and jump My favorite counselor Bobby Must have seen I was in trouble He climbed up on the ladder Put his arm around my shoulder He said, I think you can do this And you know it's okay to be afraid But you don't have to let it stop you The unknown is always scary But you can do this if you want to So stand up straight and take a breath Take a step, you're on your way Oh, we call it being brave But really it's just knowing It's okay to be afraid Well, it's been 20 years now Since Bobby said those words And I've traded in the Boy Scouts For the Army Reserve and I'm landing at this airport In a country far away And they're issuing live ammo And there's bombs bursting every day And when my sergeant talks I kinda wish he'd say It's okay to be afraid But you don't have to let it stop you the unknown is always scary But you can do this if you have to So stand up straight and take a breath And 
take a step, you're on your way. Oh, we call it being brave, but really it's just knowing it's okay to be afraid. Now I pray I get home safely to my wife and my kid. So someone's there to tell them when they're facing something big that it's okay to be afraid. But you don't have to let it stop you. The unknown is always scary. But you can do the things you want to. So stand up straight and take a breath And take a step, you're on your way Oh, we call it being brave But really it's just knowing It's okay to be afraid Yes, we call it being brave But really it's just knowing it's okay to be afraid. You know, you're giving us such, such good words today. Oh, I, thank you. Thank I, you so I, this much. This is just, just beautiful. I mean, be, uh, it's okay to be afraid. That's a cut that appears on the new CD, The Quiet Places. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's, I, it's, we hear so much about bravery. Yeah. You know, and... And all that stuff, and, you know, maybe some people really are, you know, brave and never get scared or whatever. But I think for most of us, we just do what we have to do. Yeah. And we just have to accept that some things are hard, but, you know, we can, we can do them anyway. Sure. We can work know, through those fears. Because we're, you know, we're all human. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Terry Kitchen is in the studio with us today, along with Mara Levine. And uh, we're, we're sharing some songs from Terry's new album, or latest album, The Quiet Places. It's yeah. been out since the fall. And uh, uh, Terry, you, you've got some, some, some gigs coming up, too, including uh, Falcon Ridge. Falcon, yeah, the first weekend of August. Uh, it's a great festival. I've been, uh, been there for a number of years now. And I'll be playing on the workshop stage, and Mara will be there as well. And then another thing I do there is I host what's called the Night Owl Song Swap. Mm. You know, many, many people who uh, come to the festival are singers and musicians and songwriters, and not everybody, you know, gets booked to play on the stage. But so we have a big campfire uh, Friday and Saturday nights. It starts at midnight and goes till at least 3 a.m., and everybody's invited to come do a song. It's just a big open song circle, and I'm just there to make sure that the type A personalities don't take it over, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's a it's a great thing. I've been doing it for you know 20 years, and I and I really enjoyed it. It's great to hear. You know, it's wonderful. Yeah. And by the way, we're giving uh, away some. Oh, and Mara, you you've got some uh, appearances at, at Falcon Ridge as well, right? I do. Um, I'm going to be hosting and also doing some showcasing for the Pirate Camp on Thursday night. That starts at midnight, and then. Uh, Friday afternoon, I'm co-hosting the Acoustic Live tent with Megan Carey for Richard Kakura and also doing a showcase there, I think at three, backed by Gathering Time, and Terry's coming to join me for one of his songs. I think Megan's doing a showcase I'll be working with and then hopefully joining Terry on a couple of his things and our dear friend Efrat 
got an emerging uh, artist showcase, yeah. and she's asked me to join her along with some other friends for one of her songs on the emerging artist stage, which uh, is so exciting. That's, that's, that's that Friday afternoon, right? Yeah. That'll be Friday uh, afternoon. Oh, wow. Yeah, so exciting. Yeah, it's, it's a great festival. And um, by the way, just to let our listeners know, we are going to be giving away some uh, weekend passes next week. And for those of you who would like to win, uh, well, here's what you do. Send an email to wftutraditions at aol.com. Just write Falcon Ridge in the subject line and give us your name and, uh, and phone number. And you know, next week we'll pick one and uh, hopefully somebody gets to see, see all these wonderful events. Uh, it, it's such a, a – the, the you know, people sometimes don't even have to go to the main stage. Just <laughs> going to the campground. Yeah, there's great music. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but, you know, it's really fun. Uh, there's also a children's stage, and you, yeah. you you think of it as, you know, oh, well, if you got a six-year-old, you want to sort of dump them for the day, you can take them to the children's stage. But a lot of really good performers have children's songs. You know, I've got a couple, and so, you know, it's a chance to sort of show that side of you that you, you know, that you never really get to see. One of my favorite, favorite memories of of the festival is seeing Ellis Paul, who's this, you know, great, great songwriter, mm -hmm standing in a sea of 54 year olds singing she'll be coming around the mountain mm -hmm. and just doing this great set Aww. of old time you know <laughs> children's songs yeah so you know it's just a great it's a great festival on all on so many levels and this year it's the 30th anniversary too uh, amazing where does the time fly well speaking of time flying we're, we're getting close to the top of the hour uh could, could i ask for another song yeah and we're actually going to close with a song that we that that was written at the festival uh the sunday afternoon of 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 the festival uh, my friend uh, Andy Dunn and I, another New Jersey songwriter, uh, wrote this song, and uh, it's it's on my last CD. It's not on the new one, but it's on the post-American Century CD, and it's also on Andy's new CD, and uh, Mar sings it with me on the CD. So this is called So Much More to Home. I never was the kind to get homesick I could stay away for weeks at a time Lose myself in a new place Anywhere's just seemed to suit me fine Well, even when I got my own apartment well, It was just the place I stopped to change my clothes Four bare walls and a ceiling Not the kind of place you long to go now everything is inside out Home is what I dream about When I'm awake it's always on my mind These roots are coming slow It's harder now to go There's so much more to home I leave behind There's coffee in the kitchen every morning A picket fence, a little yard, a mortgage and a cat Tomatoes from the garden every August I like to mow my lawn, imagine that Now everything is inside out Home is what I dream about When I'm awake it's always on my mind These roots are coming slow It's harder now to go There's so much more to home I leave behind So darling leave the light on And I'll be home tonight Everything is inside out Home is what I dream about When I'm awake it's always on my mind 
These roots are coming slow. It's harder now to go. There's so much more to home I leave behind. There's so much more to home I leave behind. There's so much more to home I leave behind. Oh, that was just wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank I, you so much. I, I want to thank the two of you for being here today and sharing such great music. And uh, let's let's give our folks some reminders. Uh, you, you mentioned the Falcon Ridge Folk Festival. That's uh, August 3rd through the 5th. And Terry, you'll be back uh, next February. <laughs> at the yeah. People's Voice Cafe. Right, yeah. February 23rd. And, and Mara and I will also be singing at the NERFA Conference, which is All right. uh, the Northeast Regional Folk Alliance Conference, which takes place in Connecticut yeah. every year, uh, the second weekend of November. And next weekend is the Huntington Folk Festival, which takes place um, at... Heckshire Park in uh, Huntington. And that's, if anyone wants to show up, it's a wonderful free festival all day long. There's a variety of artists showcasing in the afternoon, including myself in the round with Loretta Hagen and Dennis McDonough. And both uh, Mike Hornfeld and Joe Pizanic are hosting yeah. showcases during the day. And then the headliners, Tom Rush oh, that's with fun. Matt yeah, Nicoa. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, And I believe that opening for them will be what was the Yaya's? Oh, I don't right. think they're calling themselves the Yaya's no, it's anymore. Miles and Mafali and Caroline Salabello. So a wonderful day of music, free music at yeah. the Huntington Folk Festival next Sunday. Yeah, and the, the website for that is fmsh.org. And uh, by the way, again, we mentioned tomorrow night the Harry, Harry Chapin, Chapin tribute. Uh, that's at the Harry Chapin Lakeside Theater Stage in Eisenhower Park in East Meadow, New York. And bring a donation, a food yeah. donation of a non perishable food item. Well, for Long Island Cares. Absolutely. Um, what song did we talk about to end with? Uh, oh, we're part? actually going to go out on a, this is uh, from, the, from the new CD. Right. And it's an old song by a, a band called Spirit from uh, the 1960s that I fell in love with at summer camp. It's called Nature's Way. Oh, and right. unfortunately it is, it's just as topical now as, you know, as when, as when they wrote it. But it was, uh, it was a lot of fun to go back and sort of rediscover yeah. this song and record it. Well, th thank you both for coming here today. Sure. Terry Kitchen, Marlene, and we'll, we'll see you back in January. <laughs> All right, I'll be here. All right, thank you both. It's nature's way of telling you something's wrong. It's nature's way of telling you Song. It's nature's way of receiving you. It's nature's way of retrieving you. It's nature's way of telling you something's wrong. It's 
nature's way of telling you something's wrong. It's nature's way of telling you something's wrong. It's nature's way of telling you in a song. Nature's way of telling you something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong.